Hey friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 231 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday shorty style. In today's episode, I'm telling you my story, and I'm pretty excited about it. But first, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, Maestro here, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I'm telling you my story, and let's just hop on into this. So, uh, recently on Instagram, uh, I switched my content. I made that hard pivot. I'm all about that digital business life, teaching people how to use Instagram, and I freaking love it. Like, I'm just, I I love it. I, I feel the way that I felt when I started kind of posting about movement stuff. Uh, and so I'm really stoked about that. And in sharing this, um, I've had people reach out, which has been dope. And I recently got the question of basically like, can you tell me your story? Uh, especially because I've got some new followers, uh, some new Insta fam members. Um, and so I received a question that's like, how did you have the courage to do this? Like, it didn't seem like you were in the field as, you know, that long before you decided like you didn't want to do it. So, you know, how, what happened? So I was like, I think maybe I have an episode. I'm kind of not even sure. I have so many at this point. Um, I remember the episode that I did with you folks about you know, your journey and writing it all out, but I'm not sure Like if I just sat and told me. I don't really remember. And I was like, if I'm not going back, I don't think other people are going back. So let me just record another episode. So my journey. I was born in 1985. Uh, I'm a New Year's baby. And... Uh, I basically always wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Why? I have no idea. I, you know, I guess the prestige, the clout, I don't really know, but I always wanted to do that. And my basketball coach actually for AAU, um, when I was, you know, an early teen, um, he was an orthopedic surgeon and he wound up being my orthopedic surgeon when I tore my ACL. Uh, when I tore my ACL when I was 15, unhappy triad, I was playing basketball uh, and pop, pop, that went. And that was my, my first exposure to physical therapy, actually. And I know I was not like, oh, I want to be a physical therapist now. But I was at least exposed to it. I still very much wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, wanted to, before that, was like, I'm going to like play soccer forever or like, you know, just, there was no like super high level, but I was like, I want to go to to uh, UNC and play there. And then that kind of changed. Um, I still want to be an orthopedic surgeon, still want to go, still wanted to go D1. So I went D1, I ended up going to Georgetown, played there. Uh, I'll use the term loosely played there. Uh, by no means was I a standout or anything like that. And was pre-med, did all that stuff, didn't, you know, wasn't fully convinced. I, I think part of me was like, maybe I won't get into med school. I was seeing a lot of my older friends not get in. And I was kind of just like, I don't know. And also in the, kind of the back of my mind, I was like, I don't want to have to deal with the boys club of orthopedic surgery. And it was just like, I wasn't 100% excuse me. 100% sold on med school. So I spoke with my advisor. He never turned the lights on in his office, which was like, it was the weirdest thing. He was a super nice guy, but he would just have like the, he had the window light, but like never the lights on. Just randomly thought about that, but really good guy. 
but talked with him and like, it wasn't a creepy thing like the doors open it wasn't like you know some like predatory thing but either way um spoke with him and he was like how about physical therapy and i was like okay like i you know i had been exposed to it from my acl and i had a really tough recovery i i did i went in with like no range of motion and no strength and came out with no range of motion and no strength and it was a really long recovery and i'm really grateful to my therapist therapists um, but it also made me the therapist that i became and i was like i will never be an aggressive therapist and like you know it was a rough recovery um but i was like all right how about you know i'll do that so i applied to pt school um, I had all the prerequisites already because, like I said, I was pre-med, so I had everything. Um, my, my my major was human science, and, it, you know, Georgetown just prepared the shit out of me for grad school. So I applied. I applied, honestly, kind of based on, like, prestige, that's clout, and, like, also proximity to, you know, I want to be on the East Coast, I want to go to New York. Um, and I also, I'm not going to lie, I applied based on the application process. So, like, one of them, I, I want to say it was Maryland, uh, had like a million essays and I was like nope not filling that shit out um, so I know I, I applied to USC and I applied to NYU I feel like I applied somewhere else but I don't, I don't really remember I know, I know for a fact I applied to those two heard back from NYU um, and you know went and did my interview and all this stuff got in and accepted it and then very shortly after heard back from USC and they were like, would, you know, would you come for an interview? Which was obviously across the country because I, I was on the East Coast. And so I was just like, well, then, uh, no, I can't. Um, but I was definitely like kind of kicking myself because, again, the prestige, the clout, like USC was the number one program at the time. Um, and, you know, I thought that that stuff really mattered. Uh, right now, we know it doesn't, but I thought it did. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's move forward a little bit. I went to NYU and hated it All right so the turnaround time between undergrad and grad school is about like two weeks i feel like i went to nyu people were great students were great um i hated it i hated you know i, I thought there was quite frankly i thought it was too easy and i don't say that in like you know to brag or anything like that but i had to work very hard at georgetown and i didn't have to work that hard at nyu um I was, I'll say that I was fortunate in that I went right from undergrad to grad school. And I say fortunate in, in the sense that, you know, I was still in study mode and I was still learning in the way that people were still teaching. Whereas, you know, I saw some of the second career students kind of struggling because like PowerPoints and just like being expected to like learn all this bullshit you don't need. And just like the whole model, you know, being so flawed, they were like, uh, can't swallow this. But I went straight through. So I was like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. I, I'm, I'm good at taking tests. I'm good at regurgitating information. Um, and I just thought it was too easy. And I, at the time, uh, my roommate from college, Karina, she went to NYU med school. And so, you know, I got to see her and I was just like, I made the wrong choice. But stuck it out and graduated and hated it. Uh, I was like, this is what I signed up for? What the fuck? Um, about two years after I graduated, I was just like, this fucking sucks. And I think if I didn't have so much debt, I would have left and tried to do something else. But I mean, I understand it is really hard to do change directions because, you know, and I hope this kind of, this goes away with the advent of Rona. Um, you know, like you need to like go get that goddamn piece of paper from a school and pay a million dollars so that you can then go get a job and actually learn how to do the job. 
um, you know, it's, it's just a racketeering scheme here. But um, so I was like, you know, I, I would have loved to have done other things, but I'm in, I'm in it. I've already spent the time. And let me like figure out a way to make it work and make myself happy here. So I went and spoke to uh, a professor I had at NYU, Dr. Rao. Shout out to you, Dr. Rao. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but I don't care. I'm still shouting out to you. And uh, I went and she steered me in the direction of some other people. And, you know, basically I got the advice to take the OCS because, you know, I was still in it. I was still in the PT mindset. And I was like, how do I climb this ladder? How do I become the best? Uh, for me, you know, it's always been maybe my mom and still in me. I don't know. Um, just like you can do something like be the best at it, plain and simple. So I was like, how do I be the best? And, you know, I was given the advice of if take the OCS and I wanted to learn and grow. So I signed up for the OCS. At that same time, I switched where I was working and started working at Duffy and Bracken. And I switched and they, they have, you know, a pelvic floor um, health. That's what they're known for. So I was like, I wanted to get kind of into that. And so I, I switched. And for me, um, everything in life and how I attack things is about, you know, going deep. When I'm interested in it, I will go deep. So before I had switched, I was at um, recovery PT and it was a fucking mill and I made the most of it. And I, I you know, I love my patients. I love my colleagues. Some of them, uh, shout out to Monty. He's not listening to this either, but man, Monty is the shit. And you know, I did have, I you know I did make the most of it. I did learn a lot and I threw myself into it. I learned about, you know, that's when I really got into running. I had those five finger shoes. I ran marathons because that was a big thing. My patients were doing it and I was like, I'm going to learn this too. And you know, I'm going to do it. Um, I got really into, into feet. I got really into the barefoot movement. And so, you know, this is what, eight years ago, 10 years, eight, nine years ago. Um, but was so disenchanted by the model and just feeling so burned out. You know, I had that alternating schedule where you leave, you know, you're early Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're late Tuesday, Thursday. So, you know, you leave the office at nine o'clock at night on Tuesday and you got to be in the office ready to treat at like 7 a.m. on Wednesday. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Uh, I was super unhealthy. Like I remember, so our office was in a gym. It was in a New York sports club. And I got on the treadmill once after work and I couldn't even run a mile. And I was like, dude, I'm not that far out. Yeah, a few years out from being a division one soccer player. I can't even run a mile. I'm like, literally, I'm like going to die. And I was like, this is not good. So, you know, I committed to working out and doing more, but it was just like, this is not a healthy lifestyle for me where like your lunch is so short and you're just like trying to eat what you can and you're stressed out and just feeling miserable so trying to make the most of it ended up switching going and getting a job at Duffy and Bracken um, in the hopes that things were better and they were you know it was a change a good change got into pelvic floor and got to learn more and go deep with that Um, that sounds funny saying that but uh, I got to go deep with that and still you know that gave me three years there but still feeling like this isn't the best fit so I got my OCS while I was there, I pushed off the test one I don't know, one round, so I guess a year, because I switched jobs and I was like, okay, I'm happy, like I'm, I'm learning new stuff here, um, I'll push it off. Then was still like, you know, well, I already paid for this shit, so studied, I didn't, I didn't, you guys, you folks know that I'm not about residencies and that bullshit, so not if you're trying to just like get the OCS, so I studied for it, passed, got my OCS, uh, I will not be renewing that shit, by the way. But studied, got it, and 
was still in the very much in the model, knowing that like I didn't want to be a clinic director. One, I could not become a clinic director at that facility uh, because the the present or the past, because um, she's since left, uh, the past clinic director wasn't going anywhere. And I was like fine with that. I I got a student, um, Marissa. If you listen, shout out to you. She's the best. Um, so things were good, but was still like you know getting burned out. Like New York City will burn you out. It's an amazing place. It's a phenomenal place, but then your nervous system can only take but so much of it. And I did it for nine years. And I'm, you know, five years into it, I was just like, man, I am just so burned out. I'm I'm not the person you people listening right now. I'm not the person. I was not the person that I am now, just in terms of like how happy. And I still gave everything to my patients and I did the best that I could. But you know, like I, I asked myself that question, is this going to be the rest of my life? Like I was like, I will die if this is the rest of my life. Uh, so during that time, I found CrossFit. Um, and I found it because I was training for the marathon. And I kept running by CrossFit. It was literally like a block away from my house. And I would run past it. And it looked like it was fun. And, you know, I was having, I had some patients who were doing CrossFit. And I was like, maybe I should learn some more about it. So I did the marathon and then uh, joined CrossFit and fell in love with it like everybody else i was like i want to learn how to do a muscle up my muscle ups still suck but that was where i wanted to go met one of my really good friends anthony mccurio there um cross the 718 in brooklyn that's my home and that's where i got my start uh, so i joined crossfit and in joining crossfit me being me wanting to go deep with things i wanted to learn like why can't I do this stuff but other people can and like how do I get better at this and what is what what are you know like you're watching all the videos about Olympic lifting and gymnastics and trying to learn and that led me to social media that's really what got me to Instagram so I joined Instagram I did my first post on September 24th 2014 with no other intent than like I'm just making a post uh, at the time, folks like Kelly Starrett and Wadok were really big, uh, and I was watching them, and I was like, I could, you know, do this. This might be cool to to put out some videos, to put out some information, share some information, maybe help some CrossFitters out, uh, you know, help me connect with some cool people. But there was no intent, like, I'm going to be the movement maestro. It's going to be this thing. First of all, I was the movement mechanic. I wasn't even the movement maestro. I picked that name. I wanted some alliteration. I wanted, like, you know, a clever moniker because Wadok. Uh, you know, K-Star. And I was like, okay, well, like these people have names. And uh, for me, I'm very much about like, what are successful people doing? And let me see if I can emulate that and then put my own spin on it. So I became the movement mechanic and then realized that some massage therapist out in like Denver or something had that name trademarked. So I was like, I should probably change this and changed it to the movement maestro. I took that name, not really loving the name or word maestro because I felt like some people couldn't spell it, it would be a whole thing, but I was like, I just want the alliteration. I'm just going to move. I'm going to make moves. I'm going to take messy action. So I'm posting and just not really having a plan, but just like, you know, posting my day and posting, staying late at work, uh, creating during lunch, doing things beforehand. Shout out to Tupel, Vancia, and Julie, they helped me out big time with you know filming and such. And I was just like, I'm going to just kind of do this and it's fun. Uh, that led me to find, you know him, Perry Nicholson, my self-appointed mentor. That man changed my life. And I took a rock tape course. Why? Because I wanted to learn from him. I was thinking about taking a taping course. I had some patients coming in because I was still like, you know, kind of involved with running and they were using it. And 
I was like, I should maybe learn something about this. I had another coworker who had taken the Kinesio tape cert and was like talking about origin to insertion. And I was like, that does not sound like science to me, my friend. So um, my friend Jesse, actually, he was like, take the rock tape course. Like, it's actually pretty good. It's not like, you know, the origin insertion stuff. There's a lot more to it, um, to the course rather. And I was like, okay. Saw that Perry was teaching and I took it. Uh, at Spear, uh, down on like the, I don't know, the west side. Uh, it's funny because that place became, you know, became full circle with that. But took the course for him. And for the first time in my life, I asked for something. So I had a student at the time, shout out to Mark. I don't think he's listening to this, but either way, shout out to Mark. And he was telling me, I was remember being in the lunchroom at Duffy and Bracken, which was so tiny. And he was telling me about all these opportunities that he had, just like to meet people, to go to classes for free, to like take these things and like talk to people. And I was like, dude, how the hell you get all these opportunities? And he was like, I asked. And I was like, what? That's a thing? And I really sat with that and I was like, shit, you can ask. And you know, when I go on podcasts now and people and before and people would ask, you know, what do you want to say? What do you want to leave the people with? What's one piece of advice? And many times my advice, especially to females, is ask because we tend to think like, oh, I'll just work really hard. Someone will notice me and I'll get the opportunity and my life will be great. And that is not science right there. So I went to that rock tape class that weekend, I had already formed a friendship with Perry basically through social media. I was posting some stuff about the class and just like, you know, had been talking to him and connected with him, just really supporting his stuff because I loved it. He'd opened my eyes to so much and just fell in love with it. Took the class and was like, holy shit, there's a better way. This is the way I've been hating what I've been doing, like feeling that there was something more like, not like viscerally hating it, but just being like, there's something more and like, I'm going to do this, but if this is the rest of my life, my goodness, this is terrible. Taking that class, I was like, holy shit, there's there's more. So at the end of the class, I asked him, I said, Barry, how do I become an instructor? I believe I emailed him. And he wrote me back and was like, I'll put you in touch with Allison. And I, you know, got put in touch with Allison. Shout out to Allison. She's not listening either, but she knows I love her. Uh, and I've talked about her before. But got, you know, put in touch with Allison gave my resume and everything over and that was like kind of it and then a few months later I heard back from Steve Capobianco Steve shout out to Steve also not listening but that's fine I love him too changed my life and he was just like hey are you still interested we have an opportunity an opening uh, for new instructors and you know are you still interested and I wrote back absolutely I, I took this thing and I was like this could pay nothing I was expecting it to pay nothing and I was like I will figure it out I will work at Costco not that there's anything wrong with working at Costco but I will work at Costco I will do what I need to do to set things in motion I literally just wrote back I was like yes I will do it tell me what I gotta do he was like it's a midweek opportunity like so I'd have to be teaching during the week and I was like that's fine whatever I'll figure it out um so said yes I got basically put on the fast track to becoming an instructor because uh, they were needed. It, just, it was the right place, the right time, and you got to ask. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to work hard. And like, you got to put all, things, all the pieces in place. You can't just ask and not do the work. You can't, you, you know, not a good idea to just do the work and not ask. You do both and you set yourself up, up for some big success. And that's what happened there. Um, so 
got put on the fast, fast track to teaching. And I went in and I told my boss that, you know, I told her that I got this job and that I was going to be moving to California the following year. So this was like, I don't even know, freaking July, I guess, maybe June, July of 2015. And I was scheduled to move to California in June of 2016. It was happening. So like, you know, I'm already on the, the, the path to like try and change my life and didn't really know like I was gonna do about a job or anything like that. But I was like, fucking moving. So my boss knew about that. I got the job from Rock Tape. I read a book. You may have heard of it. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek. And I read that book and was like, I'm out. You know, I think we all have that book uh, that does something for us. And we have that experience that does something for us. And it's just a matter of the right place, the right time. It's just, it's, you're meant to, you know, it moves us. You could read that another time in your life and it wouldn't do shit. But I read that book at a time where I needed to hear it. And I didn't do I didn't even do the drills or anything in the book. I just read it. And I was like, yo, what what am I waiting for? I'm like gonna wait till I'm 65 to like not that that's old, but wait till I'm like 65 to do stuff. Like what? This doesn't nah, like I, I can't. Like I'm so miserable. I'm like, I can't. Like, you know, I was getting the the Friday scaries, not the Sunday scaries, the Friday scaries, where it was Friday, which meant like it's almost Monday again. We almost got to do this whole fucking thing all over again. And it just being so damn miserable with things. So I went in and I was like, and we need to talk. And she already knew. She was like, you're leaving, aren't you? And I was like, I will give you two months. Like, I can't stay here till next year. Like, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, so I, I don't even know how long I get. Like, I think I left in August then. And I started working out of my CrossFit box, right? So I told you CrossFit 718, I had been going, I had been going. Um, and I started treating out of there. I kind of piecemealed my, my money, right? I started treating out of there. Uh, my good, good, good friend, Dr. Peter, Dr. Peter Huang, uh, I'll, I'll link his episode. He came on a few episodes ago. He gave me an opportunity to rent space out of his facility. Um, I actually ended up renting some space out of uh, another another person I went to school with, Dan Giordano, um, up in Midtown, and I was also teaching. So I was just doing these things, doing it all, and just making ends meet that way. And again, you know, I took that leap, but I took that leap not super blind, like knowing that I'd at least make some money with... Um, the teaching for rock tape because like I had asked them about it and it wasn't like it was I, I was gonna take you know an unpaid whatever but it was actually like you got paid and I was like okay cool like yeah I'll do this and I'll figure it out with that so I, I left but not just blindly I think that you know I've told you folks before I'm not a fan of just like burn the ships and just like it doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't like that model. I like having some sort of safety net in place. It makes it a little less scary. And for me, that was having that job. That was realizing my skill set. That was having started treating on my own at, um, you know, like my CrossFit box. And you folks listening, I was not charging a bajillion dollars. When I was try- treating at my CrossFit box, I was charging people 60 bucks for an hour. And like the coaches, I think I was like 30 or 40 bucks for the hour and I would use it as content I use it as time to learn I use it as a time to like 
learn how to like, what do I need to do? Like what kind of scheduling system do I need to have? Like what makes this easier? And putting things together and figuring it out as I went. So where are we in the story here? I hadn't moved yet. I'm making it work at you know, my few different jobs there and totally not burning the ship. But that was a big point in leaving and that I was at a point, I think it was less scary to take that leap because I was so miserable with my, and I don't, I'm not trying to talk shit about what I was working. I was just, I, I didn't like that model. I didn't like any, I just was so unhappy that I got to a point where I was like, I would rather work, like I said, in Costco than keep doing this. So it made the jump that much easier. I had those, those things in place of those jobs of, you know, yeah, working for myself, but I was like, I could see people. Um, and I was seeing people at my CrossFit box. Um, I had started doing some workshops and stuff there. I had, uh, you know, made my, my face known there, tried to go to different classes. And I was like, I'm going to make this work. So took that leap. And you learn as you go, you figure it out. And people started reaching out. I was still doing social media during this whole time. Like I told you, when I first started, I was very much a full-time clinician. And I made the time. I would come in early. I would say, don't do this during lunch. I remember one time actually doing a post and the whole entire caption got deleted because I wasn't smart enough yet to write the captions in my notes section. I read them directly in Instagram and then Instagram froze. And I was like, I just spent my entire lunch doing this. Oh my God. Uh, but would you at lunch? I would stay late. Um, you know, again, shout out to Vonsi and to Pell and Julie, they would stay and we would exercise, do some P90X and we'd shoot videos and I was making content. I was making content at 718, shout out to 718 again, man, this is my family and started getting, receiving questions from people and, you know, just slow growth, but just was just doing my thing. You know, every now and then you get reposted by a bigger account, which is really the fastest way to grow. I would get reposted. I got reposted a few times, I think, by like Perform Better. Uh, and that was a big deal. And got started receiving inquiries for people being like, can you help me? And I was like, okay, like I'll do this remote stuff. Again, you guys know how I feel about the legality side of it. So fuck it. I was willing to take that risk. Um, I wanted to help people. They just wanted my help. And I was like, cool, we'll call it a consult and like, I'll help you remotely. So, you know, I've been doing this online stuff for five years now. It works. And started seeing some people that way and just helping people with, you know, one-off things and realizing like, this is pretty cool. And just every day, just trying to solve problems, my own problems included. Um, but that's also why I started doing workshops at my gym. I did a crossover symmetry workshop. I started teaching mobility classes there just because I was like, there's a, there's a need let me solve this problem. And I was very much enjoyed it. I've always loved assessment. I do, I've always loved teaching and that's what I was doing. And I would be learning while I'm treating these people or learning while I'm doing my mobility classes and the next stuff would become the content that I would post. Uh, and it just, you know, it grew slowly, uh, but it was very well worth it. Um, I'm trying to think when I hit 10K, I think that I hit 10K on my trip to when I was driving to California. So that would be June of 2016. Mind you, I started this in 2014. Um, there was no like swipe up celebration. It didn't exist yet. Stories weren't a thing yet. I actually chronicled my trip across the country using Snapchat because uh, stories weren't a thing and I didn't want to like post about it. So 
I was just, you know, slow growth. But again, the reason I was on there was just to connect with people. So let's keep moving with the story. This is absolutely not a Thursday shorty, clearly. If you want to stop, that's fine. Uh, But I'm trying to keep it interesting here. I was moving. So I'm treating, I'm doing this stuff at, at my box and just making the most of it and really enjoying it. Like I was truly enjoying life. And once you get a taste of that independence and that freedom of you setting your own schedule and you set your prices and you get to just treat and work the way you want, you're like, dude, this is pretty fucking cool. Again, my prices started at 60 bucks. Like right now, friends, if you were to schedule a session with me, not that I treat, but my, my business stuff, I'm $397 an hour. I have raised my prices. It goes up and I have no problem charging that. Um, But I didn't start there. I just got started and I didn't get started there. I told you I was starting 40 bucks, 60 bucks, moved up to 100. Uh, I think by the time I left, I was at maybe 125 or 150. But it was great. You get to see people how you want. You write your notes the way you want, not submitting to insurance or anything like that. It was just fun. And people got better. I, I looked forward to the consults i look forward to sessions it was really really good i was sad to leave uh, my people sad to leave you know my, my my crew but was like i said there's a shelf life from new york city it's a special place but there's a shelf life your nervous system can only handle but so much so i moved to california then in june of 2016 and actually a an awesome person by the name of kimmy coach kimmy shout out to you reached out to me and asked me to come check out uh, the place where she was working, Kinesis, uh, her and, and, and Dr. Don. And I rent, ended up renting space from there. And so, I, you know, I had a, a place to operate out of before I even, you know, something that was starting to be in the works before I even got here. And it was because of social media, just because I was putting stuff out and putting stuff out regularly. When I say regularly, I was posting multiple times a day. Uh, You folks know I used to do the thing called the daily maestroism. And that is really what I think catapulted my, really solidified my account. I posted every single day. Um, I started it. Why? Because both Waddock and K-Star had something they were posting every day. And I was like, I can't do a video every day, but like I could do a quote every day and explain it. So I started doing that and ended up posting every day for a thousand days. But, uh, you know, in the midst of that, that's when the move and everything happened, but my account was growing and like, I just, you know, really connecting with people, you know, connecting with my audience. And so I moved across the country, had a place to set up shop and started treating my, my patients still came from, um, social media and I was getting the majority of my income though, folks from teaching. I realized that that was my passion. So before I moved, I should maybe back up a little bit. Before I moved, I was like, had taken that rock tape job and I just threw myself into it. I said, if you need any coverage, if someone cancels, if whatever, send me. I went everywhere in this country. I went to the most podunk places. These three-day tours, you're, you're, you're really just, you fucking earn your keep when you, when you do those tours. And I actually... Um, was awarded Rock Tape MVP my like first like after my first official full year at Rock Tape and you know I, I fucking love that company you folks know that they, they changed my life and I just doubled down on it I committed to it I was still doing social media always every day 
I was, you know, treating and, and, and supplementing my income with, with treating, but the, the main income was coming from teaching. And so when I moved here, the same thing that also kind of dictated where I moved because I wanted to live near the airport because I was still very much treating. And as, excuse me, treating, still very much uh, teaching and traveling. So what I did with the traveling was I used it to connect with people and build my brand. I just also, you know, I let them know, like, I was a movement maestro, um, whatever that meant to them. Uh, it's, you know, you start to kind of have that, that I don't want to say reputation, but Rock Tape does an awesome job with that intrapreneur model. And they, they realize when you grow, they grow. It's, it's, it's a nice symbiotic relationship. So... You know, when I'm traveling around, I'm, you know, meeting up with people, I'm promoting my brand, I'm just connecting with people, asking them to follow me, I know, following them, just having these connections and using it, marriage at the same time, to doing what I love, teaching and building a brand. So the kind of the common theme through this so far, which I haven't said, but the common theme through this is that I've learned my no. As I was going, I was like, actually, I don't like these things. I don't like these things. I'm not going to do these things. But you have to like do the things to know that you don't like them. That was a big thing in moving for me was I was like, I know what I don't want. I don't want to wake up with an alarm clock. I don't want to wake up and have to walk to work in the snow. Those were like two, two really big things. I don't want to have these super short treatments. And I worked to cross those things off the list because I just didn't really know what I liked. I thought maybe I would like teaching but wasn't sure. So... You know, I was trying it out. As I started trying these things, I'm realizing the things that I love. I love being able to make my own schedule. I loved the longer sessions. I loved assessment. I loved teaching. So I looked to double down on those things and take any opportunities that presented themselves regarding those, those, you know, those things. So at this point, it's 2016. I'm teaching, doing all the rock tape thing, and I'm slowly starting to pull back on treating. I'm taking more teaching opportunities, pulling back on treating because I don't really love it. You know, I, I'm renting space um, in Culver City. So grateful for that space, but not loving it. And uh, 2017, same thing, just doubling down, doing all the rock tape stuff and also doing all things social media, which is just building my brand. And in, in building my brand for me, that was just putting out content, putting out the content that I was basically what my day was like and the things I was learning about during my day, solving problems for people, talking about movement, right? I'm the movement maestro. So in 2018, uh, that's when things started to change. I launched my own course, right? Was that 2018? I believe it was 2018. Yeah, 2018. I launched my own course. And this, again, came from just solving problems. I had been teaching for three years at that point, getting asked a lot of the same questions of like, well, how do you know when to do this? And like, then what do you do to like lock all that in? And so I created my own assessment and intervention course. And I launched it in New Zealand and Australia because why not? Uh, I had the following because of social media, right? I had the eyes. I put it out there. I was like, hey, who out there would be interested in this? Um, I partnered with Rock Tape Australia. Shout out to Steve from Rock Tape Australia. Just amazing. Shout out to Liv and Barry from New Zealand. They just, you know, they helped me out big time and, you know, having the locations and such. And I launched my course there. And you see that 
over time, it just becomes a matter of you gain that confidence of like, I will figure it out. I actually did the slides for the course while I was on the plane flying to New Zealand. I'm not going to lie about it. This is how I operate. You know, I don't, Jill doesn't listen to this, but Jill's the same way. And she says, if you leave it to the last minute, it'll only take a minute. And I was like, amen to that. Uh, So it's funny. I've said so many people this episode and I'm like, nobody listens to it, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) That's life. Um, But I launched my own personal course and was just like, I'm going to keep doing the things that make me happy. I'm going to double down on those things. I'm not going to totally you know, cancel culture. I'm not, I'm not anti-cancel culture. That's a different podcast. I'm not going to totally cancel these other things. I'm going to use them as I need. And I have that safety net from them, but I'm going to double down on the things that really light me up and set my soul on fire. And that was the teaching. So I created my course and it went well. Um, I didn't like make a ton of money, but I got to go to Australia and New Zealand and like I had proof of concept. I had proof that people would come. And it wasn't thousands of people, you know. You had 8, 10, 12 people. I don't even know. And I'm so fucking grateful for each and every person that showed up. And I had that proof of concept that, hey, yes, you are solving a problem and people want to hear your solution. They want to hear your answer. So I doubled down on it. I launched that course in the States in February. And I did, I believe I did 10 that first year, which was 2018. And that first one sold out. Just, you know, I'm so grateful for everyone that attended. I'm so grateful for the host site. Um, I'm totally blanking on her name right now. And I feel like a goddamn idiot. Uh, Leslie's sister, my goodness, I can't remember right now. But uh, Diana, Diana, Jesus, that was... My goodness. Thank you. Shout out to you because she might actually be listening. Um, and sold it out. Did one. You know, I had 10 of them. Like I said, every every person that agreed to host, they reached out to me and were like, you want to bring your course here? And I was just like, just so humbled, so grateful and doubled down on that. And I was like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, you know, I, I had the experience with Rock Tape. I knew how much I needed to make in order to like make ends meet. I knew how much I needed to cover. Uh, in terms of like my flight and things like that, because I've been doing it. So, and I was like, now I'm just the one that's paying for the flight. Um, but I'm also the one that gets to keep all the money from the people signing up. So let me just do the math. If I can, you know, if I charge 450 bucks, whatever, 400 bucks, 500 bucks, and 10 people come, good. I can do this. So move forward with that doubling down on that. And we see where I'm just kind of crossing off the things that I don't like and really focusing on the things that I do like. In 2018, uh, like I said, I did 10 courses and that was also the last time that I really officially treated because I was like, I don't like this. I actually did an episode. I will link that. Um, don't like BD. I will link that episode. And you folks loved that episode, so I want to link that. But it wasn't, it's, my heart just wasn't in it. Uh, I really like assessment. I never loved the whole treatment thing. I never loved holding people's hands through things. I still don't. Even with business coaching, I don't like holding hands. I like to you know, teach you, help you as you need, and then it's like, go, do the thing. So I, I pulled back on that. And the thing that really launched the switch uh, was not the teaching, though that was like, okay, there's proof of concept. But I launched my first digital product, 
which was breathing with the maestro. And it did so well. Anyone out there, if you purchased it, thank you. You helped change my life. You allowed me to see that, yes, I could do this. Yes, I can solve problems and people want to hear my answer and they're okay hearing it this way. You know, I, I know that that personal trainers and such have been, and, and you know, the business world, whatever, has been doing online business for years and online courses for years. But I hadn't seen anybody in the PT space doing it and I didn't really know if that was a thing or how well it would be received. But I did it and you know what? I probably just like, I'm like thinking in my head here as I'm saying, like, should I tell them? So I did that launch. It was actually the same weekend that I launched my first course, uh, excuse me, that I had my first course in DC. So it was the first course for Moving with the Maestro, the in-person course. It was the first one of my US courses. Uh, And I decided also to launch Breathing with the Maestro. I thought that would be like a good idea. And that was just like a lot. So... I launched it and I made $25,000 and was like, whoa, the, whoa, this is like, you know, I, I've launched it through Vimeo, which I do not recommend any of you use. It's a terrible platform. Um, and I'm watching just the money, you know, the, the, the sales go through and I'm just like, oh, oh, oh my God, like. I didn't think, I thought I would, I knew it would make some money. I didn't think it would be like that because um, I had done some email marketing and stuff before and just like reaching out and like, you know, I had people, I had eyes. And that's also why that was a five-figure launch uh, because I had the eyes. I had been doing this for three years, you know, almost four years before I launched this thing. And so I had the trust and such, but I didn't know. And when that happened, I was like, okay, I, okay, I think we have a new direction to double down on. And that was really what launched me into the digital space. I still did all, you know, teaching in person, but I stopped with the treatment because I didn't like it. If you're going to work and you're less like, fuck, I hope that patient cancels, it's time to do something else. Whether it's to see less patients, to not see that patient, to do, I don't know. I can't tell you. I cannot speak for you. But if you're going and hoping people don't show up, and we've all been there, it's time to change something. And for me, that was what I was feeling with treating. I was like, I can do it. And just because you are good at something, friends, doesn't mean you have to do it. I will, I'm the first person to say, I am a great therapist. I, I'm very good at seeing movement and identifying, you know, quote unquote, faulty movement patterns, room for opportunity, whatever you want to call it. I I understand that, you know, and I can teach this stuff really well, but I don't like doing it. I don't like treating. So let me move away from it. You know, I, I stuck with it, not because, you know, part of part of it was like, you know, did I make a mistake? Let me stick this out. But also part of it was because like, this is a skill set that I have. And like, I was enjoying it. And I did it until I stopped enjoying it. And as I stopped enjoying it, I made sure I was doing other things at the same time. And I learned, earned my no and crossed that off the list. So 2018, I stopped doing it. I never had any intention of treating at my current CrossFit box. I knew I could if I needed to. And I've actually been thinking, you know, like if, if the digital world was to collapse, what would I do? Like I still, we all still have our skill set. If you were to lose your license or whatever, like you still, you never lose your skill set. So I was like, you know, worst case scenario, I could still do this, but I didn't want to be treating. That was like the last thing that I wanted. 
I didn't want people to be coming over to me and be like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Like, sounds like a personal problem. So cut that out and was like, I'm going to double down on this digital business thing. I don't know that. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to solve problems there. The next thing I put out was the Instagramming with the maestro course. I did go and buy, uh, you know, take out ads for that because I wasn't ha- I wasn't sure how that would be received because I was my audience, you folks, are the movement people. And so I knew that, you know, a, a movement related course would do well. But I was like, this is like a business kind of thing. I don't really know how this is going to be received. So I did run ads for that. Um, I re- rather I ran ads for the challenge, the Instagram challenge first. And then that was an upsell into um, the Instagram course. But that did really well as well. And maybe I should back it up a second. Like I said, folks, I know this is not a Thursday shorty, but this is my story. Uh, so... During this time, um, as I'm kind of starting to double down and really like, really enjoy the digital space, I invested in what? In myself. So my good friend, Dr. Danny Matei, I was an affiliate for his uh, gym PT blueprint and I made, I sold one of them, excuse me. And when you're an affiliate, it means you make a commission on selling these things. And I took the money from that sale and I invested in myself and signed up for two conferences, two creator conferences. And one of them was for ConvertKit. You folks know I love them. And one of them was for podcast movement because um, I started a podcast and podcast movement. I'm not going to lie, friends. That is fucking weird as shit. Podcasters are weird. I will never go back to podcast movement one and done. Um, but I loved the ConvertKit um, conference. It's called it's called Craft and Commerce. It was just so good. I went by myself and I was a little nervous and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Went by myself and it was amazing to be in a room full of people who actually wanted to be there and love what they were doing. And, and some people were doing it as a side hustle. Some people were just getting started. Some people, it was your full-time thing. But they all wanted to be there. They all wanted to be doing it. It wasn't like when you go to a PT conference where it's like they had to do it or they're just like going to get out of class and like then they don't even go to any of the sessions because they're drunk. Like, no, people wanted to be there. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing. This, this is it. And then, you know, you talk to other people and you start to realize like how what you do is different because nobody there was a PT. Nobody knew the stuff I knew. And I was like, all right, cool. Like there's, there's something here. And so I, you know, like I said, took the, that money, reinvested into myself and was like, I'm going to move within this, this digital space. You see, no, no, what I would consider no scary leaps or anything like that. Just taking steps forward, taking chances, learning my no, but nothing that was just like, I'm just quitting and I'll figure, you know, screw it all. Like there was always something, some sort of strategy, something in place. So I had the next launch, which was Instagramming with the Maestro, and that did, but basically equally as as well as um, breathing with the Maestro. You know, I had to deduct the cost of having an ads manager and running ads because it's expensive, uh, but it did really well. And I have to actually let me back that up another second. Credit Jill, Jill Fit was huge with that. Um, Jill Coleman. I'll link her episode as well. Uh, she was one of the, per- the first people that was, the only person that was like, actually make it a course. So I was going to make it into just an ebook, and I was like, you know, I, I could probably sell a lot of them. I'll just like make it five bucks. And she was like, 
that's a bad idea. You should make a course. People actually would want to learn. And like, if you think about how many eBooks you have that you get and you're like, don't do anything with. So, you know, I, I didn't want to do that at first because I was scared. You know, I, I don't ever want it to seem like I never was scared of anything. And I was always just how I am right now. Like, I've had confidence in myself and I have confidence that I was going to believe in things. But, excuse me, I've had confidence that I was going to figure things out. But still, doing new things, doing uncertain things, in the beginning, that's really scary. I think that the more, and I think, I know the more that we do them, the more confident we become and the more willing we are to do things that we, to do new things that we haven't done. Because we're like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Like, nervous system feels safe. I've taken chances in the past. I know I'm going to be okay. Um, so that was a big moment, big moment as well. Um, so Jill Fit, shout out to you, telling me to make it a course, or ma- telling me to yeah make it a course, and I made it a course, and was like holy shit. In that, I also then launched the Instagram Intensive, which is my six week uh, group coaching course, which I will also link because that's going to be opening up soon. And I launched that or created that because folks asked for it. So I, my whole purpose of doing the challenge was just to get people online, get them using social media, realizing how, how dope it was. And then at the end, if they wanted more, they could buy my, my course. But people were like, no, we want like, like handholding, like a little bit more. And I was like, but I didn't make that. I made a course for you. And they were like, no, we don't want that. And I was like, okay. So I created the Instagram intensive, which is the thing that I'm really doubling down on now um, because it was a need. And we see as we go, we're just learning and earning our knowers. Like, what do I, what is, what do people need? Let me, let me create it. Let's see how it goes. Oh, it's going really well and I love it. Okay. Let me double down on that. And that's the thing now that I've doubled down on the most. I still sell the breathing course. I still have the Instagramming with the maestro course. Uh, but my big thing is the Instagram intensive. And we see how it went from something that was not this and, you know, being a, a staff PT to this, where it's just doing more or doing, trying to do less of the things that you hate. And in doing so, that frees up time to do more of the things that you don't hate, right? the things that you love. So sold, uh, you know, did really well with that, created the Instagram intensive and just kept doubling down with that. In terms of teaching and traveling, uh, I was starting to get a little bit burned out. So, right, so this is this is 2018 at this time, right? 2018, I believe. Um, was that 2018 or 2019? Uh, my dates are getting all mixed up. But either way, I've been teaching for a few years, and I was just kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to travel as much. So. Fast forward to 2019. I, 2019, I did... Okay, I had to stop the tape there because I was like, wait a minute, my dates are getting all weird in my head. So 2018, right around Thanksgiving, that's when I launched in-person Moving with the Maestro. 2019 is when I launched the US-based Moving with the Maestro. It's my in-person course. And my two digital courses, which was Breathing with the Maestro first. And then I launched... Um, Instagram with the Maestro, right? That's last year. It seems like so long ago, but it was like, it's been a year. Um, Launched those and really was just like, yes, this is viable. This is feasible. I'm going to do this. I did 10 courses for moving with the Maestro because I was still, I still very much liked doing that, teaching my own content. Um, And I was still traveling for Rock Tape, but not as much. I think I did maybe six or seven, maybe eight total trips for them. 
uh, including like some of the conferences and stuff that I spoke at. And then 2020 rolled around and I was like, I'm going to double down on digital business. Again, it becomes a matter of saying, what don't I want? And I was like, I don't really want to travel as much. I've been doing it for going once 2020 came five years, kind of tired, like it's been dope, but uh, you know, I didn't want to do as much of my own personal moving with the maestro course. I scheduled few of them strategically. So I was like, I'm not going to put as many, it's, you know, easier to put them on the calendar. I will make money that way, but this is, I'm not as excited when I go and do it. I love it when I'm there. I love the people that show up. I'm so grateful for every single person, but I want to, you know, I like having my soul on fire when I do things. And that was really filling out with the digital side of things, with the, the business side of things. When like this whole time I had been doing some coaching, business coaching with people, kind of behind the scenes, nothing super official. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to double down on the digital business side of stuff. So beginning of 2020, I took time to create and build out my mafia. I, I launched my mafia, which is going to be opening again in September. Um, which is my online house for my people, for the people that are looking to create their best life. It focuses largely on the digital business side of things, but it's a community of movement professionals who are looking to do bigger and better things, right? It's a monthly membership. We do two calls a month. They have access to all the videos that I've done. I've, I've categorized them. Um, they have access to webinars. They have access to each other, which is honestly the biggest thing. And it's just, it's absolutely remarkable. It's my solution to the fact that there's no such thing as like a low-priced mastermind for people that are looking, the movement people are looking to go and to do their own stuff uh, and looking to get help from other people and be in a community of other people. It's like, you got to pay a million dollars. So I was like, let me make this thing. So I doubled down on that and created some uh, recurring revenue based on that and just had a community with people that I loved. Then Rona hit and quite frankly, my business was largely unaffected because I had already scheduled fewer in-person courses. So the only thing I had to change, uh, I still had to change two courses. I canceled my Glasgow course, which actually was okay because it was so far out, no one had registered, maybe two people had registered. Um, and I had to change my New York course. And what I did, again, we just kind of pivoting with things. I was like, what's the need? Let's find a solution. I decided to move the course online instead of canceling it completely i said all right we're going to reschedule it for september uh, and i'm going to move this online and that's when i hosted my first virtual moving with the maestro i went on to host i think four more of those and because there was a need i only hosted four more why because after that i was like these are really hard and i'm really tired and it, yes it does solve a, a solution it provide a solution to a problem but you know, just because you're good at something and just because it provides a solution doesn't mean you have to do it if it's not something that you're like super passionate about. Because as the courses were going, I was like, yeah, this is fun. I like teaching it. But I loved the digital business component of it. I had added a digital business component of it when I decided to bring it online um, for my New York folks. I was like, you know what? We're going to learn it early. We're going to teach. I'm going to teach it during the same weekend when the coach, the course was originally supposed to be held. But I will teach you an addition of digital business, and then we'll go deeper in September. I have since fully canceled that course just because there's just too much uncertainty around everything. It's fully canceled that, that New York course. Um, but we see it was just a matter of me finding solutions to problems, implementing them, and then being like, do I want to do this? Do I like it? No. Okay, I got to change it. Do I like it? Yes. 
okay, let me double down. So I loved the, you know, the digital side of it, but I was like, I'm not in love with the content. Uh, and then we fast forward again a few months, I guess, from that. Uh, well, that was actually in May is when I taught the last of virtual moving with the maestro. I taught it four times that month. But my goal for 2020, one of the things I wanted to do was teach more online workshops, more online, um, what do you call it, webinars. So actually everything that's happened with Corona was just actually very good for business because it, it brought everyone into the digital space and people reaching out and being like, oh, you've been doing this, can I have help? Or they're, you know, they're just looking for things online now because that's what they're there, they're at. And, you know, I've been able to, to do what I wanted to do, which was teach via that platform this this online platform so i recently made that pivot that officially made that pivot into the digital space the digital space online space in terms of business coaching and not putting out content about movement it's not that i don't move it's not that i hate it you know but you are going to attract what you're putting out right i actually just met up with sarah today my friend who says we attract what we are not what we want and if I'm putting out content that is all movement, I'm going to get more people asking about movement stuff. And I'm like, that's not where my heart is at. My heart is in online business. It's in helping people with how to use Instagram to create a brand, to create a community, to create a profitable business. And I'm good at it. I can help people do it. I've been doing it. And now I'm going to double down on it. And I'm in a place you know, financially where I can make that pivot. And because when you make these turns and you make these leaps, there's often a time where you're like, maybe aren't going to be making money. Maybe your people don't come along with you. Maybe you're ahead of the curve. Maybe you you just haven't figured everything out yet. And so it's nice to have a safety net. And so I, I absolutely waited for that slash waited for that point where I was just like, I can't do this other thing anymore. I don't like it. And that is how I am now doing what I am doing. I'm about to run my fifth round of the intensive. I'm working on a bunch of other things, but not really. They're all similar. Um, behind, I have a bunch of other ideas um, behind the scenes to help create solutions, provide solutions to your problems. Uh, so I, this is a super long Thursday shorty. I'm looking at the clock. We're going on like 50, 58 minutes here, but you know, hopefully you listen to it in chunks um, or maybe on on fast, although I know that I speak quickly and people can't really put it on 1.5 speed, but that has been my journey. It was just a matter of looking to exclude things and creating those lists of things I didn't like, creating that list of things I didn't want, and then crossing it off. I really believe that Corona, you know, the great pause has given people the opportunity to sit and say, is this what I want to be doing? Is this how I want the rest of my life to look? I asked myself that question many times before the great pause. And every time that came up, I was like, how do I feel right now? And if I had that feeling of dread, first of all, if I'm asking myself that question, I already know the answer. And when I'm asking myself that and I have that feeling of dread and it was like, I got to figure out, I got to make a change. And for me, the easiest way to make a change was to stop doing shit I hated, right? Write that list down and work to do less of it. No, I couldn't just like, wouldn't just burn the ships. I couldn't. But you can chip away at things for sure. Chip away, chip away, chip away. And suddenly you're, I, I, what you know, my experience has been is that the gains, the growth is actually exponential. It's not linear. It's you know exponential there. So you take this chance, 
it gives you that opportunity. It gives you that time. You get, when, in having that time, that means you can ask for more. You can do more. You're happier. That puts out better vibes into the universe. More opportunities come. You can say yes to them. And you just see that there is this exponential growth and change. This whole time as you're doing that, you're gaining the confidence to be like, yeah, I can and I will figure it out. So you're ideally, you know, collecting some resources as you go, but also gaining the skill of of trust, right? Of believing in yourself and being like, yeah, I I will figure this out. I can figure this out. It may be new, but at the same time, like I am not new. I know that I can figure this out. I know that I can handle what what may come my way. Uh, and that is how I went from being born on 19, you know, January 1st, 1985 to being an online business coach who specializes in teaching folks how to use Instagram to build the brand, build the community and create a successful online business in July of 2020. We see it was an overnight success, clearly. Um, but yeah, that, that's my story. I'm super grateful if you folks are still hanging around and still listening. Um, I was hoping to be able to do this in one take, in one solid take, but I did have to stop that in the middle there because I was like, wait, my dates. It's almost like I, I didn't believe that it was like that short ago. It felt like it was longer, um, but it was 2019. This is last year when I was launching my first digital products and really doubling down on things. But we see how all the experiences before then led up to this. So... If you're still listening, thank you. If you're interested in having me help you out, um, you want to learn more about um, you know, how you can create your best life, because I really do believe that I am living my best life. I really do. And Instagram has been integral in it. Obviously, I've had help along the way. No one does anything alone. So if you're interested in learning you know, about how social media can help you out, you know, Something like that. If you want to schedule a discovery call, I will link that in the show notes. But you can head on over to themovementmaestro.com forward slash discovery call, all lowercase, discovery call. And we can hop on a 15-minute call. You can choose whether you want it to be Zoom or um, an actual phone call. And talk about the, the things that I offer and how I could help you out. Like my goal really in doing all this is I believe that everyone deserves happiness and I want to help people create their best life, whatever that looks like. I, I think, oh, I'm tired. I think that is it. That is my story. So now anyone asks, I'll just be like, I have an hour long podcast if you want to listen to it. Uh, and here it is. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Pretty sure that's it. So would love to hear from you folks in any way, shape, or form. You want to slide in the DMs, tell me your story. You want to just connect, whatever. You know where to find me on the Instagram. Uh, like I said, if you want a discovery call to see how we can work together, help you out, you got that link in the show notes. And that's it, folks. I am so, so grateful for those of you that have been rocking with me since day one because there, there are plenty of you and it's remarkable. I am so grateful for those of you that just found me one minute ago. Either way, I am, like I said, extremely, extremely, extremely grateful. You folks have allowed me, helped me create my best life. And anything I can do to help you, let me know. All right. Officially wrapping it. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.